Hello and welcome to Cats Out of the Bag. I'm Kat Hennessy and in this podcast, nothing is off limits. Hello, angels, and welcome back to another week of Cats Out of the Bag. This week, I have Freya Graf joining me again. So she came on a few weeks ago as, um, as doing a sex coach episode. And we didn't even get to go and dive into tantric sex. So that's what we're going to do today. I'm so excited because it is a topic that I am dying to know more about. So without further ado, welcome Freya. <laughs> Thank you. Stoked to be back. Thanks for having me. Stoked to have you back. It was so interesting, everything I learned on our last episode. And I am just dying to know what the fuck is tantric sex and how the fuck do you do it? So <laughs> let's just start off with that. What is tantric sex? <laughs> ah, okay. I guess. Oh, where do I even begin? I suppose because tantra is such a massive. Um, well, it's a way of life. It's a spiritual practice. It's a yoga. It's just this really massive. Um, realm of practice and spiritual belief it's tricky to be like this is what tantric sex is and like this is how you do it but there are some kind of common um i guess characteristics or elements that uh, you find in tantric sex which i like really drew me to it because it's so different from our mainstream um wham bam thank you ma'am way of looking at when, sex. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah. And so I guess with tantric sex, there's there's like some some things I'll just like run you through my favorite elements um, that makes like a sacred sexuality tantric sex experience. And I suppose the first thing is that uh, in tantra, they really see sexual energy as this really sacred um, creative life force energy that's at the root of you know our very essence and it's all kind of approached in a really ritualistic ceremonial sacred um, way with a lot of respect and reverence and um, therefore it's a lot slower and more intentional and more about like conscious presence and moving the energy around the body and back and forth between the bodies and um, using the sexual energy as a way to heal yourself and heal others like you know with sexual healing and to manifest things like with sex magic and um, I guess using it as a way to I mean ultimately reach enlightenment if you're like an OG tantric guru then it was very much about it was, it was a real spiritual practice. But in Neo-Tantra and the way that the West has kind of adopted it, um, it's kind of more about, yeah, just being really present, really slowing things down, seeing one another as totally divine and worthy of worship, um, using breath and sound and movement as like really key tools that – that you can uh, enhance the pleasure and enhance the experience with, um, you know, to move the sexual energy and play with it, like build it up um, and prolong it and store it in the body. It's quite, it's quite an energetic thing. Um, and it also sees, you know, it sees the, 
uh, essence of people as, you know, having a balance of masculine and feminine energy. So there's a lot around polarity sorry, it, and, yeah, sorry, go. Is, is, it, is it kind of like almost a form of meditation? Yeah, it can be, definitely. Like if you're going to go really deep into it, a lot of the practices are around breath, breath work um, and visualisation and of, of the energy in the body and kind of moving the energy around your body um, and back and forth. So it can very much be about that kind of moving meditation, altered state of consciousness, um, kind of heightened, heightened state of consciousness space um yeah I guess so like it's definitely closer to a meditation than it is to um the kind of like fucking that we see in mainstream porn or you know (laughs) but then like I've I mean I've what I know of tantric sex is I've heard people will practice in it and people will climax how the fuck do you climax from sitting there and not you know getting fucking fingered or jacking a dude like you know like (laughs) run me through this I need to understand Oh, dude, I mean, fuck knows. I haven't, I have not done it. I've seen it. It's, that's for like super advanced, like very dedicated tantric pros. You know, that's not something that you can just rock up at a tantric workshop and do a bit of breath work and just come from, I mean, some people can, some people, if you're already quite energetically sensitive, um, or maybe you already have a bit of a breath work or yoga practice, then that might be more accessible to you. But basically it's like, it's like, I don't know if you've ever done intense breath work, but it gets DMT happening in the brain and it gets you in a completely heightened and altered state of consciousness where you can feel your whole body tingling and, you know, energy is a lot more accessible to you. And so I suppose when you see those people having these climaxes, it's not like the usual kind of purely physical or like clitoral orgasm or whatever, it's it's more of an energetic orgasm or a full body orgasm. So it might look similar to a climax in that they're like, ah, you know, like make noise and moving and convulsing or whatever, but the experience of it in the body is very different. It's a lot more energy-based. So I guess like the tools that they use in Tantra to get to that place um our breath sound and movement those are like the kind of pillars and a lot of practice at moving the energy and instead of the energy like sexual energy building up in the genitals and then kind of being expelled outwards really like you know on the on the inhale like drawing it up the body and circulating it around the body there's this thing called the microcosmic orbit which is kind of um this loop that you can move the energy around your body in and yeah I I have never had an energetic orgasm from not like no touch at all um it's it's like for those that are either very energetically sensitive or have practiced a shitload and I am just not that dedicated I didn't I didn't ever like stick with it for long enough doing those practices every single day yeah but if you like started off, like you've done Tantra and you've started off your sexual experience like that, but then you've ended in touching the other person? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like, that's the best way to go because you're kind of starting to build the energy and, you know, the intimacy and the connection through things like tools that they use in Tantra, like breathing together, um, breathing, like, you know, maybe sitting in yab yum with your legs wrapped around them and your kind of heart's it is like level with each other and then you do some eye gazing and then you might do some kind of breath exercise like where you inhale and they exhale and then you kind of get this circuit going where you're moving together and you're breathing together alternating and you're kind of got the eye contact and those sorts of things are like really kind of fundamental quite quite like introductory um exercises that you would do in in you know if you're starting to explore tantra at least neo tantra um and if you use that as a bit of a like foreplay exercise then you're bound to have deeper intimacy and connection and more pleasure when you do start introducing touch um which is nice because it's very much hooking up with a new dude though and being like (laughs) hey do you want to gaze into my eyes and do some breath work with me? Like how the fuck, like have you, have you only, have you only done this with a partner? Um, I've, yeah, there's no way I would <laughs> rip that out on a one night stand or something, but the beauty of like studying it and going to the trainings and the kind of retreats and whatever is that I would meet a shitload of other guys that were interested in it and that were obviously there to practice it and study it as well. So I just kind of like would practice with them or like maybe every now and then it usually wouldn't go down super well if I'd meet like a rando and then we'd start jazzing and then maybe I would never like dive into it but I might be like hey like how do you feel about maybe doing some breathing or like whatever or maybe I would just start. Did you ever root any of them? Yeah, yeah. Like like we would already be oh, having yeah. sex and, um, and yeah. Wait, and the people maybe, that you met, met at the thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Run that me through this. So, what, so, you, so wait, so you met them at like the Tantra like workshop and then what, you started rooting each other or you did the breath work and it led into it? Um, kind of dependent. Like, uh, we wouldn't start rooting like in the middle of the class if that's if that's what it sounded like. It would oh, be no, no, no. If that's not what I meant. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, we we usually would be doing like the the exercises, you know, at the the workshop during the day or whatever, and it was usually like a week long kind of retreat thing where you'd go and you'd stay at the place and then you'd do all of your kind of classwork and practices during the day and then you kind of had the evenings to yourself um and you were totally encouraged to like practice what you were learning with other people and so that they were kind of like hot spots for one meeting other people that were like interested in that stuff and two for having like incredible sex because you're in this space where you're like learning about sex you're talking about it you're doing these practices all day long and then of course you're just like ready to go you know um so yeah (laughs) yeah it's some amazing experiences I mean a lot of a lot of my like healing work was done at these places before I got into yoni mapping and sex coaching I started out going to tantric trainings and um, practitioner retreats and things and that was where so much of my shame and guilt and my like 
fear and all of my yucky kind of feelings and beliefs around sexuality were dealt with and released because you're just in such a sex positive environment where like people are literally there to release the shame and get rid of that shit and like replace it with really sex positive like exciting inspiring attitudes and so you're kind of just like fast tracking all of this healing work while you're there and then you know you're with these guys who are just like tantric lovers are just the top of the top like creme de la creme like they are like like in tantra it's all about the woman hey so so what would they do like give me an example of like what one of these tantra guys were like in comparison to you know a normal average blow joe average joe blow lover um so i guess because so much of tantra is all about like you know really honoring the woman and feminine sexual energy like those those are really like revered and valued rather than like I guess I don't know in mainstream a lot of the time like sex isn't really so much about the woman's pleasure or um you know doesn't focus on taking a lot of time but in tantra like they really understand how feminine sexual energy and a woman's body works and the fact that you need to take a shitload of time and spend like they literally just worship your body for potentially hours like they're like giving you full body massages and like you know heaps of foreplay and oral and like yoni massage and like they will spend so much time relaxing your body and worshiping your body and helping you feel just like the most divine goddess like it's all about worshiping the divine in one another so in tantra there's things like cock worship and yoni worship and there's just like cock worship what's yeah. Cock worship yeah it's like it's it's kind of like a i mean a lot of it's lingam massage so lingam is the term for cock in it's like the equivalent of like yoni but for a penis um and so lingam massage or cock massage is like a really like deluxe wristy (laughs) it's not for getting the guy off though it's like a (laughs) massage like a dick massage and you know it's it's like super creative and really like loving and there might be you know the woman might actually just like look at like gaze at the man and like kind of worship him with her eyes and her gaze and then do some like oral or some massage. Like it's kind of, it's less about like sexual gratification and trying to get each other off and more about just totally like loving up and worshiping one another's bodies. And obviously pleasure happens, but in Tantra they don't really, um, it's not that they don't believe in ejaculation but they try not to ejaculate too much because they believe that ejaculation is like a loss of life force energy or chi and the older you get the less chi you have so the less you should be ejaculating because it really depletes you of your energy and so in tantra men have learnt um, ejaculatory control so they can actually decide if they want to ejaculate or not and most of the time they choose not to so the sex isn't about like the man getting off and when ejaculation happens sex is over which is kind of how it happens in like mainstream culture it's more about like the journey and having sex for like ages and you know it doesn't end in his ejaculation 
it usually ends when you're just both fucking exhausted and you've had full body orgasms and the woman's completely satiated and yeah it's not about like the man and his pleasure so there's a big difference a really big difference yeah. Me, I'm like next guy I get with. I just give him a what, what's it called? What's the dick massage called? <laughs> Lingam massage. Yeah, I give him a liga <laughs> massage and gaze into his eyes. He'd be like, "Who the <laughs> fuck is this bitch? Like, what are you doing?" Yeah, and he just can't. like gently, <laughs> just gently massaging his cock. <laughs> I mean, they love it. It's it's amazing, but and it's a really good way of like training a guy to last longer because you can use the lingam massage to basically like ramp up the energy and bring him close, and then and then sort of like let it down and like kind of uh, stretch out his pleasure threshold because you know a guy only ejaculates when he hits his capacity and he hits that. Um, top end of his pleasure threshold and can't handle any more pleasure so it spills over and he ejaculates but in tantra it's all about training yourself and training with your partner to like last as long as possible by like expanding your pleasure threshold so that you can hold as like way more pleasure without having to ejaculate and so then you get men who are having full body orgasms without ejaculation so like that's possible as well yeah but yeah I wouldn't just like bust it out on any old like average dude because that really freaks them out and they're just not quite there yet (laughs) do you want me to to give you a lima massage and gaze into your eyes they'd be like what the fuck are you talking about yeah Um, what do you reckon like I know like I remember you saying to me ages ago that you've like you saw some like wild stuff when you were like at a workshop or something like you said, do you remember telling me something about that ages ago? <laughs> yeah. Oh, there was so much wild stuff that went on at these workshops. Like, so. Tell me, what so are the craziest stories. things? Um. Okay. Well, so I just want to say, though, that, like, context really changes. I, so, like, telling these stories out of context is obviously going to sound pretty whack. And I want to, like, acknowledge that, you know, all of the stuff that goes on at these workshops, I mean, maybe not all of them, but like the ones that I've been at, um, you know, in the right context and and having been set up, maybe you've been at the workshop for like five days and the facilitators have really like set up the space where, you know, it doesn't seem super whack or unsafe or whatever to do the practices that they do. And if I'm like, I'm going to tell some funky stories and it'll be like, well, that's, so far out but like at the time you know it was in context and it can be really really healing and really special and very transformative for a lot of people so yeah I'm not like telling the stories to like rag on it or like invite judgment um because I had like really yeah I had super life-changing experiences at, at these workshops and trainings but um yeah also like I can totally acknowledge that like it's super funny and crazy. Like I just tell all my friends when I get back from one of these things, like you'll never guess what I did on Wednesday. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess like one of my first, one of my first ever tantric retreats was probably like the biggest. Oh, it was just I was barely ready for it. I think if it had been like if it had been a month sooner and I had gone, I would have probably come away really traumatised. But luckily I'd like done enough work to get to the point where I was able to handle it. But I was pretty fucking terrified like the whole time I was there because like first night we were kind of, um, you know, having to like, 
not having to, but invited in the circle to like disrobe and like take off with each item of clothing you'd take off, you'd kind of let it drop to the floor and say something that you were releasing or letting go of. And so being naked in front of people was already like, woof, okay. And then by the second night we were having like a guided self-pleasuring ritual where like we were in the big hall and there was 40 of us um, doing a guided self-pleasure ritual, which is basically like a big group of people having a maz in the same room. So that was pretty cool. Just all fucking (laughs) masturbating in a hall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. And then Even the unbroking. Yeah, oh totally. It's confronting. And that's where like so much of the healing and the juice can happen because like it sounds crazy out of context, but at the time, you know, at the time and the way that they hold the space and set it up, it's so safe and it's so consensual and it's so about just like freeing yourself of you know, the fear and like, and feeling how liberating it is to just be like, fuck, why is it such a big deal to be naked? What if like, we all just do it and it's fine and we're not being judged and it's a safe space. And like, how empowered am I going to feel if, you know, I can get over that fear, which is like, you know, very powerful. Um, but yeah. And, and same with like everything that they're doing, it's kind of just like, well, where na- like nudity is natural, sex is natural, like human so, connection, all of this is really natural. So it's just like, why can't we be doing it in yeah in this? So so derobing, like so, are you literally? Do you just go in in like a dressing gown and nothing underneath, or do you, do you strip down to like tits and vagine out? Um, I guess like the first night we were clothed because we didn't know that was going to happen and then you'd kind of take off all your items of clothing and like wind up being naked. If you didn't want to take off all your clothes, you didn't have to. Um, And then like for the rest of the training, because we were doing so much like massage and um, things like that, we usually would just wear like a sarong or something so it was easy to just like take off and on Um, because, yeah, like by the sort of midway through that training we were learning how to do lingam massage and yoni massage and for um for the male equivalent of like a yoni dearmoring which is like internal massage they do sacred spot which is a prostate massage so anal dearmoring and so I like walked into the hall and I had no fucking idea like no idea what was coming this is like my first little dip into tantra and I like walked into the hall and I saw in the center of the circle a mattress a bottle of lube a box of tissues some disposable fucking gloves and I nearly ran out crying. I was like, what's going to happen? What's going on? Oh, my God. I don't like that combination of items. Like, ah. Um, <laughs> and so what was going on was, like, they were going to do a demonstration of, like, this beautiful, like, sacred spot ritual, which is for um, basically for, like, releasing trauma and helping a man to, oh, it's, like, got a lot of reasons why they do it. But what you're doing is, like, full body massage, lingam massage so cock massage and cock worship and then you put a finger in their bum and you do an anal massage um which can be quite emotional for the men and they like hmm? did you do it or was there just one person in the middle doing it so we walked in and they were just doing the demo and I was like oh phew okay cool like they're just going to do a demo and then when they finished the demo they were like 
Okay, so women, go and cut your nails. Men, go have a shower and wash your buttholes and we'll meet back here in 15 minutes. And I was like, fuck, I was rocking backwards and forwards just like nearly crying. I was so terrified. I was like, what the fuck, what the fuck? Um, Yeah, and it's like such a good story. (laughs) It's so wild. Um, oh my god! Okay, yeah. so you so you go and cut your nails. The guys go and w- wash their buttholes. You meet back in the hall. Run me through. I want step by step details of this. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so it was pretty funny because like the girls were all sharing a, a pair of nail clippers out on the grass while the guys were showering, and we were just kind of like nervously chatting while we clipped our nails. And then you go back in, and like they use a um process of uh like nature's choice so like they grab a bunch of flowers and leaves and whatever and like two of each thing from the garden and then put them on a tray and the men choose one and then the women choose one off the other tray and you don't know until you walk into the hall who you're going to be partnered up with and who got the other leaf or flower that you have so like I'm just like oh fuck if I'm with that fat old guy there's no way I'm out of here you know <laughs> like I was kind of freaking yeah. um but you know it's but very that's the thing. Are they, like are there all different aged people there like are there young people and yeah. old people yeah there's all different ages some people came in a couple um some people single so yeah it could have been yeah I mean I the whole thing with it was and you know there's a lot of like trusting in the universe and trusting in whatever when it comes to spiritual communities so I'm not surprised but they they kept saying like nature's choice is never wrong it's always perfect you always get the exact right person for you blah 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 and like I must say it did work like both times because we had to do that with like giving um, the sacred spot to the man and then we had to do it again with like the men giving the yoni massage to the women and both times I got like exactly who I wanted to get like the perfect like I got like one of the facilitators that I was like banging <laughs> and I was like sweet really um yeah oh, so epic. yeah but like yeah and what about kinda... a couple like what if you went there in a couple and then all of a sudden your boyfriend's getting like fingered in the bum by another girl well, if you're in a couple, you can just choose to work together. So they just okay. That's good. Together. That's yeah. good. Yeah, and it's all consensual. Like if I'd gotten someone I didn't want to go with, I could have just sat it out and been like, not going to do it. Like some people did sit it out. Um, but yeah, like so you walk into the hall and like basically like the guys have set up a little like their little mattresses. They've put beautiful sarongs. They've collected like beautiful flowers and crystals and whatever and like made a a nice little setting and they're standing there kind of like waiting for you and it's all very lovely and sacred um there's a lot of like ritual around it so it's not like cool we're just gonna go in here and have a fucking gangbang it's like very intentional very um yeah gentle I suppose and we're getting talked because it's a training we're getting talked through you know they put on music and then there's a facilitator on the microphone just like quietly talking us through step by step um and you do a full body massage first and then you do some like lingam massage so cock massage um there's like all different kinds of strokes and ways that you can like massage and pleasure and sort of engage with a penis so it's not just like an up and down kind of wristy 
vibe. It's very much an actual massage. And that can also be quite vulnerable for a, vulnerable for a man to like receive really like conscious loving touch that's not about making him come. It's more, you know, like sometimes men don't know how to actually just lie there and receive that kind of touch. It can feel quite confronting and vulnerable. So that sort of starts the process getting a little bit more intimate, a little bit more like emotional. And then um, if like, if he's feeling okay, then you, yeah, you just like, we have, we use gloves and just really gently insert a finger into the anus, <laughs> um, the anus. The uh, anus. <laughs> little nuss nuss. And like I have, I was like terrified of cock at this point, let alone buttholes. Like I had never touched a butthole. I was just like, so what the fuck? Um, but for some reason, like, you know, because I felt safe with the person and I felt like, um, you know, quite held in the space. And it was, I was really just like smashing through all my fears and my preconceived notions. But like, I was just going for it. I was like, fuck this. Like, I'm going to challenge myself and push myself out of my comfort zone and just see what happens. And it was incredible. Like, it was very, um, I guess, very vulnerable and very opening for him to like receive something inside his body because a lot of men are the ones, you know, used to doing all the penetrating but not used to actually being Mm -hmm, penetrated and receiving. So that's so vulnerable for a man and it takes like real like deep kind of healthy masculine energy to be comfortable and confident to just receive penetration. Um, And I remember like he like cried and had a big release and was all like, oh, my God, this is like so special. Thank you so much, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so I was just like, wow, dope. That was so empowering. I was totally terrified of dicks and buttholes and now I've just given this person (laughs) a super healing experience that he's like really grateful for and I like pushed past my fears and have achieved this thing. And, yeah, I mean that was just one of the (laughs) – the experiences um I mean I've like been rebirthed through a naked tunnel of human bodies you know like there's so much whack shit that can go on it (laughs) yeah girl (laughs) have you not (laughs) oh my god no (laughs) have you have you not been rebirthed through a body (laughs) A tunnel of naked human bodies and given a new name Literally. into your life. Yeah. Yeah. I've done a lot of funky stuff in the name of like self-development and smashing through my fears. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. And what about like on the on the night where you um where you guys like all masturbated? Like were people like literally getting themselves off in front of other people? Well, I guess because everyone was in their own little zone doing their own thing, like you weren't watching other people. You were just like, and, and you know, like I had a doona over me. Like we had these little mattresses that we pulled off our like bunk beds and we'd just bring them into the, the hall and set them up with mat, like, you know, your pillows and your doonas. So most people were kind of underneath their thing. And like I did like have a quick glimpse around at one point and, yeah, like, yeah, people were just doing their thing. But I don't think anyone was really paying attention to anyone else. It was 
and it, and it's dim, like it's very dark. There's candles and stuff, but it's not like super well lit. So it's easy for you to just get into your own space and your own zone. Um, and I'm pretty sure I had my first G-spot orgasm during that, like that exercise, which was great. Like, in, <laughs> like inside of you or in your ass? No, inside my vagina, my G-spot. Really? Yeah. yeah. Do we have? Do wait? Do girls have a G-spot in their bum? Uh, no, the G spot, like, and, and they only talk about the male G spot being in the bum. Like it's just the prostate gland. They just call it a G spot because they're like, oh, well, females have one, males have an equivalent. But, um, no, our G spot's the urethral sponge. So like, um, it's a sheath of erectile tissue that goes over the urethra where you pee from. And that is basically the G spot. Um, so it's, yeah, it's not so much a spot as like a, a whole bunch of like tissue um, that actually has a totally different anatomical name. <laughs> I've had like a few people message me after our other episode being like, hey, guess what? I squirted and like a few no. people like gave it, gave it a go. Yeah, which is awesome. So <laughs> I freaking loved that. That's amazing. Like, <laughs> what do you think for like any listeners that are wanting to try Tantra, what would you say like, a piece of advice would be for them if they, yeah, if they wanted to give it a go, like should they go to a course? Should they just like chat to their partner? Like what's what's the G-O? Hmm. Well, I suppose it depends if you like have a partner or not and then if they're actually open to exploring it with you because it can be met with a fair bit of resistance. Um, and I know a lot of like clients of mine are really interested in it but their partner's like, I don't know. Um, so they kind of want to just start exploring it themselves. But I would say like there's lots of um, good books and info about it but to actually get a proper experience of what it's all about and and put some of it into practice it can be really helpful to go to a workshop or do a training um and like you can do them online but I think the in-person element's really invaluable as well so um I would say go to a really reputable um school or training or hire a really reputable practitioner to take you through some private sessions because it's just such a shady, like it's very unregulated. There can be this real like shady underbelly of that world where like, you know, of course it's it's still anything where there's like spirituality involved or sexuality involved or like both, there can be, it attracts like a lot of kind of greasy, murky kind of people and so I do hear some horror stories about tantric practitioners or like people doing yoni massage who are like obviously just not in integrity and just traumatizing or like taking advantage of clients and like women totally. um, and even like some of the trainings available and stuff are like pretty irresponsible because there's some like really advanced stuff that they're just like teaching off the bat and it's not it's not really designed like these practices are from a super, super ancient kind of lineage of um, spiritual like practices and lifestyle. Like it's not something you can just, I guess. Pick up overnight. Yeah. So I don't know. It's a tricky one because I definitely went to a couple of trainings where um, 
it like did a bit of damage almost like they were really just trying to give you these like big cathartic experiences and releases and it was very irresponsible because they weren't really holding the space properly and they didn't have any aftercare and like it brought up a lot of trauma in people and people's nervous systems um with the, the kind of breath work they were doing and the energy that they were playing with and it just wasn't yeah it wasn't great so I think like Something, one um, one school that I would really recommend, uh, just because like the other ones I did were Melbourne-based and I know that um, a lot of people listening aren't in Melbourne, but one that I can recommend that's international is the International School of Temple Arts, so ISTA. Um, they run courses and trainings like all over the world and there, yeah, there's like a lot of, I mean, that's pretty comprehensive and it's a good place to start and, yeah, maybe even finding like a, tantric practitioner or coach but ideally having uh, like a a personal recommendation from someone or like seeing that they've got a heap of good reviews or like yeah not just finding some random on google because there are a lot of seedy cunts just out there like claiming to be tantric practitioners what is is your melbourne one because i do have some listeners from melbourne so i'm sure they'd be interested um, so there's a good one called Tantra is Love. It's like a good place to start for real like beginners and they do beginner workshops and intro workshops. They've got stuff for singles, they've got stuff for couples and they've got lots of different levels. And so that's a nice way to kind of go. They even have like um, taster intro nights. I mean, they did before lockdown. I have no idea if they're still in business actually after the whole COVID sitch, but they were a good place that I would send people if they just wanted to go and get a bit of a taste and see. Um, yeah. Do a little cats out of the bag trip to Melbourne with the girls and all go do some tantra. <laughs> yeah, girl. Can you imagine? So tell me what what's like another crazy experience you've had? Like I know you said you've got lots of crazy stories. Hit me with one of them. Um, Doesn't even need to be about tantra. <laughs> Um, well, like it's so, so Tantra has got like many different, um, branches and there's lots of different interpretations or variations on it. So there's like Neo Tantra, which is kind of just the sort of sexuality side of it that Western world has like taken and repurposed into this like, um, mostly like sacred sexuality angled modality. And then if you look at like, the more OG Tantra, it's like yoga, you know, like a lot of it's not even about sexuality at all. It's more about like the spirituality and like all of that. So I've, I've got like, uh, I had these couple of lovers that used to, um, live in a tantric ashram overseas. Um, one was in India. I think one was in Romania. Um, like a, an ashram. It's like a, well, they were tantras. You, well it was a tantra school but yeah basically basically and some of them are super communy like some of them are very culty um and uh, there's been some scandal around <laughs> around a lot of them but I had these lovers and they were really deep into it you know they lived at the ashram they were training to be teachers and they practiced it and they were just die hard like so I was never committed enough to kind of go super 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 deep into like the um those sorts of practices I was like yeah neo-chantra sacred sexuality love it but then like these guys like I'm talking they would do 
hours of yoga and like breath practices and poses where they were like sublimating their breath like every single day and when they had these um these like I don't know I can't remember which branch of tantra it was from but apparently their belief was that after you have sex to maintain the like magnetism or the polarity between the masculine and the feminine energy and keep that attraction alive and potent you had to immediately after having sex go seven kilometers away from each other and so like we would he'd be staying with me in Melbourne and we'd have sex and then he would like because he couldn't get seven kilometers away from me he would settle for sleeping on the floor not in the bed with me (laughs) I'd just be like and he'd go and he'd then go and like do his like yoga and stand on his head for like half an hour and like do all of this crazy breathing to sublimate and like use all of the sexual energy that we generated rather than ejaculating so there's like some pretty far out yeah pretty far out practices um yeah and like if a guy was like i'm gonna sleep on the floor because i can't get seven (laughs) kilometers away i'd be like fucking on your bike mate (laughs) yeah no i think he wished he had a bike so that he could rack up those seven (laughs) km literally literally um what yeah. um tell me what about like another wild story that maybe isn't like tantra related um i i like went and traveled around in a motorhome with like uh one of the uh, like a um tantric teacher and like two of his other lovers and like I swear to god like they just look they all look so young because they don't ejaculate and they're having like amazing sex all the time and living these like epic lifestyles and like we just kind of like traveled around New Zealand and had like orgies in the motorhome and like yeah that was pretty (laughs) pretty wild um but for some reason a story is coming to me it's like not even a um like a workshop or tantra related story but it's just a funny little um story that my friend that I that I bust out at workshops when we're talking about vaginas and periods and stuff either it's like completely unrelated to what we've been talking about but I fucking no that's good I mean throw throw me some random shit (laughs) um yeah so my friend was and she's fine with me telling this story she'll love it um she was at her like Christmas dinner party at her boss's house um, and mm. she had a period and she'd had a big night the night before and um, she just started feeling like really, really sick and went upstairs to the toilet um, and kind of realised that she had left a tampon in overnight when she was out on the town and forgotten about it and then um, put another one in on top of it. So she'd had like two tampons in and one of them was super old. I know. And so it was so deep and she was trying to get it out and she was like doing squats and like standing on the toilet and like trying to get it out. Um, and then she eventually like was squatting on the bathroom floor, like really trying to push it out and she pushed it out and she shat all over his bathroom floor, <laughs> her boss. No. <laughs> yeah, no. And she had to like scoop it up and try to clean up the bathroom with all the blood. Like I'm talking like this tampon had been plugging like a massive bloody clot. Like it just went everywhere. I know. Can you imagine? It sounds like it's from a movie. No. And then, and then did anyone find out? 
No, like she'd been up there for ages, so they were a bit concerned, but I think she managed to kind of cover her tracks. But, yeah, it would have been a nightmare, just like the worst thing you can imagine happening. <laughs> like your boss's house and shitting on the floor. Yeah. Yeah. Like can, can you imagine? Yeah. Just, just like it sounds like a, a sitcom comedy. Like it's just, yeah, you can't write that shit. Um, Fuck no. Oh, my God, but, the poor thing. I know. But I just thought of, um, I mean, I thought of another story again. I feel a bit like gossipy or a bit like, you know, it's out of context and I don't want to shame anyone that's into kinks or um, doming or any of it. Like it's so valid and I like did dip my toe into the, kind of like kink doming world but realized it wasn't for me and that I was just doing it for money whereas I think people ideally want to be doing it because they actually really enjoy it and get off on that but at one point I was kind of like delving into the sexuality world and tantra world and I was like how can I make some money (laughs) like I was like a poor student um and so yeah like got on to like a sugar daddy website and ended up with some like really interesting clients um, who like just wanted me to, you know, stomp on their dick until they came in their jeans or like use them as a doormat or like spit on them and like abuse them. Yeah. Like that stuff is fascinating to me. Like, and I don't think it's, um, yeah, I don't want to like bring it up to be like, oh my God, get this. But it's a fucking, it's interesting and it just opens your mind to like how many different kinks there are and how many different things people like. And the cool thing about this was like, because I was new at it, these men who like were, you know, new clients were like, I was like, hey, I don't really know much about this. I don't know like how you want me to roll here, blah, blah, blah. Do I have to wear a costume? Blah, blah. And they were actually kind of like, training me or coaching me a little bit like they were very much like yeah that's that's awesome that's so fun we understand like ask me any questions you like I'll just you know they were just normal really lovely people who happened to have this um, particular kink or like sexual fantasy or whatever that they wanted to like pay someone to play out and it was a cool experience for me to like learn about it and like ultimately I just felt super uncomfortable and I was like no I cannot <laughs> shout racial slurs well, at you and spit on you and punch you like that just doesn't make me feel very good <laughs> um what about when yeah, that you were stomping like, on someone's dick like literally so this one client I I would just get out lots of different pairs of shoes and so he liked to be humiliated and like used as a doormat and and a whole bunch of other stuff. But then to end the session, his like signature move that he he wanted was he would lie there and like fully clothed, um, and I would just wear like different shoes and like stomp like all of my weight, like all of my weight. I would like stand on him about his and, balls? and like stomp on it. I don't know, dude. I think he's just like. Maybe he's infertile now. I, I think he just liked the pain and the degradation. And I thought that too. I was like, how is he actually handling this? This must absolutely cane. But, um, yeah, he would actually come from that in his pants. What? Mm, yeah. God. But I'm just like, how? How did you figure out 
that that was what got you off. That this is this is what I want to dive into is like kinks and how you figured out that you got that kink. Like, at what point were you yeah. like, you know, I want someone to, you know, piss on me or stomp on me or like, you know, like how does someone figure that out? That that it's it's really mind blowing mm. to me. Yeah, I mean, and do, I think that's you know? why I started getting a little bit uncomfortable and sad about it. Well, because like not everyone's different, but I think like a lot of the time when it comes to men's sexuality, those really extreme kinks or persuasions do come about from a trauma when they're in their formative years. Like what happened to you, <laughs> you know? And like yeah. maybe nothing yeah, did. Probably. Like that's just totally me making assumptions or like guessing but it made me, yeah, start getting a bit like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, like didn't sit well with you, which is so yeah. normal. Like they're pretty intense things to be like doing to someone. So yeah. I, I don't blame you for feeling that way. Mm, yeah, totally. Yeah. But, yeah, some people like, you know, find something so like rewarding and beautiful about that and there's a lot of trust and vulnerability that's involved and like that kind of dynamic that comes about through power play and things like, you know, that's, that's like, that's totally valid as well. It's just, I'm so vanilla. I'm so vanilla now. <laughs> Love it. Oh God. Oh, well, fuck. Thank you so much. You are like, honestly, the biggest legends. Like I just, <laughs> it's been so interesting hearing about Tantra and all of your stories and yeah, I've just like been dying to know more about it. So yeah, I'm definitely, um, I'll have to get those books off you so I can post them in the group if anyone wants to have a little read of them. Um, mm, but yeah, yeah, no, you're just so insightful. Ah. Pleasure. I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I've only scratched the surface with that stuff and I'm definitely not like the expert on it, but I'm glad that I could shed some light on a bit about what, what's sort of involved in Tantra and sacred sexuality. And I think that if everyone just introduced a little bit more of that approach, everyone would be having fucking bomb sex, like way more foreplay, yeah. way more like worship of the woman and like, you know, play between the feminine and the masculine energy, like all of it just like if we just introduced a bit more of that, we'd be so much better off. So if you can find yourself a tantric dude or like go to some workshops and trainings or like anything like that to start meeting those kind of people, then like you might be in for some sweet, sweet loving. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. I, I, I just go to the Tantra training to meet the fucking blokes that root me good. Root me yeah, good. Dude, not, like, straight can up. I, can I stop saying root? Like, hold on. Yeah. Oh, Comes from the girl that's literally not getting laid. Um, oh, we love it. I'll be getting laid soon. It. Don't you worry about that. Oh, dude, um, I don't doubt it. I can't wait to hear about your eye gazing <laughs> cock worship session. You'll be like, oh, my God, Literally. I'm sorry I doubted you, Freya. You were so right. It was just like fireworks. <laughs> yeah, literally. So good. Oh, well, thank you so much. And I can't wait to chat to you again soon. Thanks, babe. Thanks for having me. See ya. See ya. Thanks so much for listening, guys. See you all next week. Woo. Cats Out of the Bag is proudly part of the ACAST Creator Network. Special shout out to Rode Microphones for powering this episode. 